0: God bless you everyone Thank you That, that was um, beautiful oh, Mr. Julio, I love you, you know that And he's, he's um, our faithful, faithful leader of prayer He's always here, every Wednesday, no matter what Even with his physical limitations And um, Delma, praise the Lord, always brings him No matter how tired she is and um, I thank God for this man and his vision and his faithfulness. Amen? So, uh, <laughs> I'm still a little messed up from the presentation for two reasons. Um, one, it was deeply moving, obviously. I, I think you all felt it. Um, but I have been struggling with this word all week. Uh, pastor texted me late Sunday night and asked me to preach. Um, and I wasn't in the position to. I really wasn't, but I don't say no to pastor or elder about anything. Um, They also don't ask me anything crazy, so, (laughs) Um, and I certainly don't say no to the Lord when he calls on me because God knows all. God knows uh, what you're going through when we're asking you to come out on Wednesdays. God knows what you're going through when he asks you to do something, to go out of your way, no matter how tired you are or any of that. God knows it's not a surprise to him that you're having a rough week. Amen? Um, so now I'm a little ronka from the screaming during that presentation. Note to self, don't scream during presentation when you got to preach. Um, but I was struggling with the word all week. Um, some of you know my cousin's been um, tabernacling with me the past two weeks, and she's my favorite cousin in the whole world. um, Because she closed on her house and then couldn't close on the condo she was buying till two weeks later, so she got stuck with nowhere to stay. Um, So she came and stayed with me, so we've been carrying on like we're teenagers. (laughs) Whatever's in your mind, we were doing it. Um, So I got off my prayer game. I got off my word game. I'm being honest. Um, Usually I have things in store, like just in me. So when pastor calls me, I'm ready. Um, but this time I was like, yikes, like I got nothing. Um, and he dropped something into my spirit and I worked on it during the week, but it was very hectic at work. It was, um, lots of stuff to do when I got home with my cousin and stuff. Um, so I was squeezing it in and that's not usually how I work on things. I need time. I need quiet. I need, like, devoted time to hear from God and such. Um, And I didn't have that this time, so I felt a lot of stress all week. I was in a lot of confusion and turmoil. And um, then at the last minute, I decided to go in another direction, and it didn't quite feel right. Um, But I went with it anyway, so I kind of practiced and rehearsed that for the last two, three days, But it didn't feel right, and I didn't sleep last night. Um, I got up this morning, you know, I was sleeping off and on. I got up this morning, and I said, Lord, I need a sign, because the two messages were very different. Um, There was some overlap, but it was two completely different directions, and I didn't know which way to go. Um, And I said, Lord, you have to give me a sign, and, you know, I didn't get any. I got here, (laughs) left the house, got up early, you know, was working on it, working on it, still tweaking and making edits and revisions, and it still didn't feel right. And then the presentation. And that was it for me, because the first word that I was working on was the Holy Spirit, the agent of change. And it, you know, it affected me because he answers. Yeah, two minutes before I have to speak, but he answers. Um, But now what it's done is now I can't follow this, and I have to go to the email, because you all know me. I always email stuff to myself, and um, I have to pull it up that way, so I'm asking you to be patient while I look at the tiny print on the email, because now I'm sure that he wants me to preach that the Holy Spirit is the agent of change. Um, what made things more annoying is that um, this morning when I walked in, I spoke to Pastor Gwen, and she was like, I was ready to preach. I told, but Pastor forgot. I told him I wanted to preach this Sunday. So I was like, are you kidding me? Like I was killing myself all week, and she was ready with a word. But uh, now I understand why God uh, chose me this Sunday. Um, So we're going to read from Genesis 1, 1, and 3, but I'm going to pray first. Uh, Father, I just thank you. I thank you because you're faithful, Lord. I thank you because you're worthy. I thank you because you're awesome, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, for using me, Lord God, to speak to your people. It's such a privilege and such an honor, Lord God. Let me decrease that you may increase and let me get through this, Lord God, without crying. Um, I ask a a special blessing on your people who came out this morning to hear your word, Lord God, that they would receive it in the good seed of their heart, Lord God. So I thank you and I give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. So um, we're going to start with Genesis 1, 1 through 3. I don't know if it's up, but I'm going to read it anyway. Um, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was um, without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Um, I've always loved this scripture because it's the first time we see the Holy Spirit. It's in the first verse, more or less. It says, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the earth. That's the Holy Spirit. And the first manifestation, the first way we see the Holy Spirit is him doing something, making something happen, amen? He brought light. There is no light without the Holy Spirit. Um, When the Holy Spirit comes in, he brings light to dark places. He brings us revelation. He brings change. Just like with plants, when the light strikes the plants, it starts a process of photosynthesis. How many sixth graders I got in the room? None? They're in the back? Okay. Um, Johanna, you know, right? So it starts a process of photosynthesis, which creates food for the plant and oxygen for us so that we could breathe. So without light, none of us would be here. Amen? But when I first came to Christ, um, The Holy Spirit was something that I didn't understand. Um, I was raised Catholic, so all I knew of the Holy Spirit was Father, Son, Holy Spirit, honestly. And that he made Mary pregnant. You know, that was about the gist of it. So when I first got saved many, many moons ago, when I first surrendered and gave my life to Christ and accepted him as my Lord and Savior, um, I didn't know what that meant. People would throw the word around like it was nothing. Oh, the Holy Spirit, this, the Holy Spirit, that. Um, we, you got to walk by the Spirit. You got to be led by the Holy Spirit. I didn't know what that meant. Um, I saw people praying in tongues and tirándose en el piso, throwing themselves on the floor. I didn't know what that was. All it looked like was spooky to me. And I don't like spooky. And I don't do spooky. I hate Halloween. Amen. Um, And I didn't understand, and I wanted no parts of that if that's what the Holy Spirit meant. Um, But something else I realized is when I left the church, I had changed because I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, but nothing else in my life had changed. Not a thing. I walked out to the same problems, the same people, the same relationships, the same situations, the same circumstances. And so it didn't work, poof, like magic. Oh, I got saved all is well. I was happy. I was amped up. I was going around telling people, I got saved. I got saved. My neighbors, I knocked on their door. I was like, I got saved today. You know, they were like, okay, God bless. We're eating, you know. Um, But nothing had changed. I wasn't um, equipped to deal with my life that was waiting for me. When I stepped out of those doors. Does any, can anyone relate to this? Am I talking to myself? Um, I wasn't equipped. I, I, the only comparison, I think somebody told me once before, it was like having a gun with no bullets. It was like, yeah, it's good for show, and it may scare off some people, but the real enemy also has a gun with bullets. Um, so I was out there trying to live my life on my own strength. And I think it's in, um, again, wrong set of notes, but I think it's in Zechariah 4, 6, where he says, not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit, saith the Lord. So I know, I knew I needed the Holy Spirit, I just didn't know how to get at him. I didn't know um, how to go about it. Um, so I started studying, because that's what I do. I study. Um, if I don't know something, I try to figure it out. Um, so I read in some of the things because I was, I didn't want to live a defeated life. It, it wasn't enough. It's never enough to just get saved, right? Okay, so you're not going to hell when you die, but you have to live victorious here. You have to bear fruit here. You have to slay giants here. You have to change things here while you're here on this earth. So it just wasn't enough, um, And then a light bulb kind of went off, and I was like, okay, I need the Holy Spirit. Um, And I started to understand, based on what I was hearing in church every day, was that without the Holy Spirit, you're not going to get to that next level. But as I studied, um, everything I was reading was saying that the Holy Spirit was inside of me. That when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit came to dwell inside of us. So that puzzled me even more, so I'm like, so what's going on? How come I don't feel empowered? How come things are not changing? Um, I needed further understanding. Um, And one of the things that the Lord was showing me specifically through that scripture was that before something can change, it has to be exposed, The light of the world, the light of the Lord has to come in and shine on those things. It's the same thing like when we tell baby Christians to read their word. It's gibberish to a lot of them. It's very hard to understand unless the Holy Spirit comes in with you and brings revelation or what they call rhema knowledge to the word. Then you understand it. Then you can apply it. Then it makes sense, right? Then you can start walking out the thing that God has called you to do. But if you don't have that, if you don't know how to tap into the Holy Spirit, it doesn't make a difference. You'll be living a defeated life. Um, John 1, 1 and 5 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And that's Jesus. When the Bible refers to the Word, they're talking about Jesus. It says, He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So that was us. We were in the dark. Um, unless Until the Holy Spirit came on the scene, we don't understand. We don't comprehend. Before we got saved, we didn't understand all this hallelujah stuff. People preached. People talked. People did whatever they wanted to do with us. We read the word, whatever it was, whether you were Catholic or came from some other religion, it wasn't life-changing at that time because the Holy Spirit hadn't touched us yet. Amen? And once the Holy Spirit touched us, there was no turning back. But then you find yourself in a place of you can't go back, but you can't move forward either. Right? Because you're not who you were, but your life still is what it is. So we need the Holy Spirit to do that. He is the agent of change. Without him, there is no change. And I have down here, and again, I haven't rehearsed this, my apologies, so I'm reading it wrong with you. Um, John 16 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do, and this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. He says, If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin. And of righteousness and judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and, I, and you see me no more. Of judgment, because this world is judged. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truths. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you the things to come. So when you're walking in the Spirit, it means that you're walking in light, you're walking in truth. Um, You're hearing from God. You're being receptive to God, right? Um, He says more or less the same thing in John 14, that he's going to send us a helper. So we need his help. When Jesus was living and walking here on the earth, um, he helped those around him. Jesus didn't go anywhere without somebody's life being changed, amen? Trees died when he told the tree to die, Pigs flew off uh, cliffs when he told them. There was nowhere that Jesus went and people came in contact with him that they didn't change. And that's because of the Holy Spirit was residing in him. But while Jesus was here on earth in the fleshly body, he couldn't be with Elder and with Jesenia and with Brenda at the same time unless they were in the same room. So he had to leave so that the Holy Spirit could come and dwell in us. That's the only way it was going to work. Amen? Everybody follows me so far? Without the Holy Spirit, there is no light. And without light, there is no change. And that's what I'm building up to. Whenever the Holy Spirit is present, there must be change. Must be. Must be. You cannot have sustainable change without the Holy Spirit. We could change things in our own power, in our own might for a little while, right? Whatever your issue is, whatever your struggle is, you can get on top of it for a little while, but without an authority greater than you, without something in you stronger than you, you're not going to be able to sustain that change long-term, amen? Have any of you tried it? I have. There's things I continue to struggle with that he has to help me with day by day by day. We all struggle in here with one thing or another. But we have to invite the Holy Spirit in to deal with that thing, or else it's never going to change. Amen? The Holy Spirit is, as I said, mentioned many, many times in the Bible, and he brings about change. And only true repentance can come through the Holy Spirit. Psalm 104 and 30 says, You send forth your spirit, and they are created. And it renews the face of the earth. John fifteen sixteen says, you did not choose me, choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, right? So it's not enough to bear fruit, it's that your fruit should remain. Again, it's talking about long lasting change could only be accomplished through the Holy Spirit. And he gives us the desire and the ability to make that change. Galatians 5, 6 says, For I say this, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So without the Holy Spirit, you're going to continue living the way you were living when you leave here. A lot of us do this. A lot of us come to church every Sunday, and that's really the only change in our life. Out there, we're still whoever we were. Just because we come to church doesn't mean we're doing anything. If the change hasn't happened within, if you haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to do a work in you, you're wasting your time. You're not fooling anybody. It's hard to stay in truth and to walk in truth and continue in your sin. It's very hard. I've tried it. I did it for years. It's very hard because you know what's inside of you. Like Pastor described last Sunday, there's a knowing, there's a nudging, there's a consciousness, there's a, um, a pulling inside of you, knowing that what you're doing is not the right thing. But we keep doing it, and we keep doing it, and we keep doing it, fooling ourselves only because God knows all and he sees all. But it's hindering you. It's hindering you. You want change in your life. Everybody in here, if I ask, is there something that you could change in your life that you would like change? Every hand would go up. It's hindering you, the sin in your life. It's not allowing you to change. It's not allowing the Holy Spirit free reign over your body, over your mind, over your soul. And that's why... It's needed. That's why we're teaching on the Holy Spirit this month. That's why pastor and elder and minister and everybody's been talking about this because it's essential. If you want power to change, if there's things in your life that need changing, you need to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. And it's like anything else in life. It's like if you ignore it, it doesn't mean it's going away. You can't pretend to unsee something once you've seen it, right? Once you gave your life to Christ, he opened your eyes. You began to see things differently. You began to see yourself differently. I know I did. So then you can't just keep living that old life because now you know it's wrong, right? Now you know that it's separating and creating a gap between you and God, You can't just get on your knees and pray now because you're thinking about all the stuff you did that day. The people you cursed out, right? The meanness, the deceit, the lies, um, fornication. Yes, I said the F word, right? We got to talk about these things in the church. It separates you. It separates you from Christ. It separates you from the Holy Spirit. It limits your ability to hear from God when you need to hear from God. Because truth be told, all the answers are not in the Bible. Should I take the train today or should I drive to work, right? Should I take this job or that job, right? Where should I live? You're not going to find any of those in the Bible, I guarantee you. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. You need to be in tune with him so that he can speak to you so that he can bring about change. God didn't save us to leave us in our current condition. He saved us so that we would bear fruit. He saved us so that we would be salt and light in the earth. Amen? When you add salt to something, Pastor said this a million times, it changes the very nature of a thing when you add salt to it. When you add light to a situation, you see the thing completely differently. When I walk in my house at night, sometimes, because I know my house, I don't, sometimes I don't turn on lights. But like clockwork, I stub my toe on my bed. <laughs> you think I'd learn to turn on the lights, Cynthia, right? But I'm sleepy, and I'm kind of, if I turn on the lights, I'm going to lose the sleepy. And then I stub my toe, and I still lose the sleepy. <laughs> so I got to turn on the lights, it's the same thing with us. We think we see, but we don't really see. We have no clue what it is we're looking at sometimes. Right? We have no clue. I think it's, and again, this is, <laughs> this is the other set of notes. Um, I think it's 1 Corinthians 13 where it says, Now we see dimly, but then we'll see. Is that right? Now we see dimly, but then we'll see true and fully. It means with the working of the Holy Spirit, because we think we understand what's going on around us, and we really don't. We think we know who our friends are, and we don't. We think we know who's for us, and we don't. We think we have enough strength to play with this a little bit and not get sucked in. We don't. We don't. We don't know ourselves. If we knew ourselves, we wouldn't need the Holy Spirit. God created us. And if Jesus took two separate chapters to tell his disciples, really on the third in Acts, to tell his disciples, you need the Holy Spirit, it's a big deal. It's vital. It's vital to our survival. It's vital to our purpose on this earth. But yet we ignore the Holy Spirit all the time. Or worse, some of us don't even bother getting to know him. Right? And the only way we can do that is by spending time with him. We have to spend time with him. We have to have dedicated time to getting to know the Holy Spirit and how he works in our lives. Because he works differently with everybody. You know, my Holy Spirit is funny. He thinks it's cute to have me change my word ten minutes before I have to get up. (laughs) Especially when he knows I have control issues. And he knows I like to work on things for a long time. But it happens every time. It happened when I preached uh, Mother's Day that it just, till the last minute, I didn't have it together. But it causes me to rely and depend on him. (laughs) in ways that if I didn't, I wouldn't know how powerful I am. I wouldn't have been able to do the things that I have accomplished in my life. Little Puerto Rican girl from the Bronx, a lawyer. I would have never thought that was possible. I work for a judge now. I was an assistant district attorney in this county for five years. I would have never seen that for myself. I thought my story was written. I was going to stay on Webb Avenue. I was going to marry the boy next door. I was going to have babies, maybe have a, you know, some kind of job. But God had better for me. He had better for me. But trust and believe, I could not do this, and my life didn't start to change until I got saved. That's the only way you get through law school with a kid, single parent, if you don't have the Holy Spirit. There's no way. Nobody in my class was my age. They were all 20 year olds, and I'm in my 30s starting law school. Finished getting my bachelor's degree literally three credits at a time. One Saturday here, one Thursday and Tuesday night there, with a lot of help. God just continually set up situations and circumstances in my life for people to come alongside me in the vision. That's change. That's change. When I had Dante, I was making 20000 a year when I had Dante. And now I'm not going to tell you what I mean. <laughs> I know you were waiting for it. Jonas, don't look at me like that. But I'm able to give t- good tithes into this house. That's God. That's the working of the Holy Spirit if you allow him. So I wanted to show you a little video clip of what I think uh, my Holy Spirit looks like. Any of you remember Schoolhouse Rock back in the days? You just showed me your age, Cynthia, but that's good. You ready, Julio?
1: I get my thing in action. To be, to see, to feel, to live. Burr, that's what's I put my heart in action. Burr, to run, to go, to get, to give. Burr, you're what's that's where I find satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. To search, to find, to have, to hold. Burr, to be bold. When I use my imagination. Burr, I think, I plot, I plan, I dream Turning in towards creation I make, I write, I dance, I sing When I'm feeling really active I run, I ride, I swim, I fly Other times when life is easy I rest, I sleep, I sit, I lie That's what's happening I can take a noun and bend it, give me a noun Make it a verb and really send it Show me how Oh, I don't know my own power in my thing in action And being And doing And saying A verb expresses action Being or a state of being A verb makes a statement Yeah, a verb tells it like it is I can tell you when it's happening. Past, present, future tense. Ooh, tell you more about what's happening. Say it, sorry, make some sense. I can tell you who is happening. Verb, you're so intense. Hey, every sentence has a subject. Noun, person, place, a thing. Find that subject. Where's the action? Verb can make. Object, Take a subject, what is it? What? What's done to it? What, what does it say? I can question like, what is it? Burn, so I can order like, go get it. Burn, so when I hit, I need an object. Burn, hit, hit oh, when I see, I see the object. Ball well, over the fence, man. Go ahead, on. Yeah, all right. What? He hit it. It's going. it's going. It's going. It's going. what I get my thing in action. That's ha. To work. Back. To play. Back. To live. Back. To learn.
0: As I said, my Holy Spirit is funny, but that's the little video he reminded me of this week when I was working on this word. That's how I see my Holy Spirit. There's nothing I can't do without him. He comes and gives power. He gives me dreams. He gives me visions. He gives me the ability. He gives me the desire. But we have to be attuned to him. And how do you become attuned to anything? You have to spend time with it, you have to communicate. For a long time, I used to pray, get up, and go to sleep. I didn't realize that you're supposed to sit there for a minute and try to hear the voice of God. That prayer is a two-way communication. It's like anything else we pursue. You pursue your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your wife. Some of us pursue sales, right? It's something you like. You wait for that thing to go on sale. You check all the websites. You're always looking. You're always looking we have to get that zealous about seeking out the Holy Spirit. We have to give him that time. Because if we don't, no change will come about. You'll be sitting in the same church for the next 10 years and wonder why you're not up here, wonder why you're not elder, wonder why you're not on the worship team, right? Because being up here, being there, being on the worship team, it is not easy, it is not easy to be used of God because he'll call you to do things outside of your comfort level because Christianity is not comfortable. And if you're comfortable, you're missing it. You're missing it. God always, through the Holy Spirit, stretches you outside of your comfort zone. Always. If you're not being stretched, again, I have to question what's going on with you spiritually. And I've said that before. And it's the, the whole reason any of us are here today is because we want change. We want things to be different. But we don't take the time. All of us were so plugged into everything all the time. All the time. Facebook, this, that, the third. I have friends that don't even call me anymore, but I'll see them on Facebook posting silly things, and I'm like, you got time to Facebook and you don't got time to call me and see how I'm doing? Right? Oh, I don't have time. Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I'm Really? You're on Facebook constantly. Constantly. Because I may not look, but I see the notifications. Somebody got to teach me how to take those notifications off, by the way. Because it's we're plugged in constantly. Constantly. At home, it's tv it's facebook it's this it's that sometimes it's our family right husbands wives children whatever it is we cannot continue to be so accessible to everybody i'm sorry we cannot because most of those things are distractions if you let other people manage your time you will never have time to yourself And it's a beautiful thing to be wanted and to get invited to everything. I understand you want to be popular, you want to be liked, you want to be busy, you want to do fun things, but where is the Holy Ghost in any of that? You get home too late to dedicate time to spend with him? When he's the one keeping you alive, he's the one keeping you moving, he's the one keeping you safe, he's the one trying to tell you this thing is coming down the pike and it's going to rock you. He's the one that opens your eyes to the people who shouldn't be in your life anymore. He's the one that tells you things are get, getting hot at your job because it's time for you to go before you get fired, right? But it's like we go through a life where, oh, this is happening to me. This is happening. This is happening. God is trying to get your attention, The same things keep happening to you over and over again. Trust me, you are the problem. He's trying to get your attention. But we're too busy, right? We're all too busy. We don't shut our phones off for nothing. When was the last time anybody in here turned off their phone? Actually turned it off. Not on purpose because your battery died. You can't have change if you're plugged into this and not him. Because nobody who's calling you, nobody who's demanding your time, no video on Facebook is going to get you to where you need to be. It's just not. And this is all about change. The Holy Spirit is all about change. He's never present and there's not change. So if you're not changing... Holy Spirit's not as active and as present in your life. He's not. So you're going to keep on going through the same circles, the same issues, same things keep coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up. Sometimes you, you change the job. You change your home. You change something else, but nothing's really changing. You're changing venues. You're changing locations. But you're not changing in here. They were changing the city, right? The kids. They were changing the city. They moved things in the spirit yesterday. They moved things in the spirit. But we're too busy, right? We're we're busy doing everything but the things of God. So there can't be any real sustainable change. You want personal revival? It has to begin with you. You have to start being the person you want to be. You have to give God your time. I'm, I'm challenging all of you. Starting today, if you could do it for 30 days, 30 minutes a night with God, with the Holy Spirit, learning to hear his voice. Writing down what you hear and then acting on it. Because if he tells you, then he's also equipping you and giving you the power to do it. 30 30 minutes. 30 minutes, that's your favorite program, whatever it is on Fox or ABC or whatever, right? 30 minutes a day. If you do that, I guarantee you, it will change your life. And a lot of people say, oh, I hear from the Lord, oh, I'm good, I pray, I, I this, I that. But we're all su- subject to falling off track. No, you may not be backsliding. You may not be out there doing all the things you were doing, but you're not in tune. You're not. It happened to me these past two weeks, so of course pastor asked me to preach, right? <laughs> Hanging out with my cousin, I wasn't putting in the time. I wasn't on my regimen that I normally do with God, being him. And then pastor calls and I'm like, Ugh. Sure, pastor. Right? But even then, God is gracious and merciful because it wasn't about me. It was about you hearing what he wanted you to hear. But it it happens to all of us. We get busy. Things happen. And then one night turns into two. Two turns into three. Three turns into a week. A week turns into two weeks. And we're living our life thinking we're okay and we're not okay because we're not hearing from him anymore or at least not the way we used to. I can't read the print anymore on my thing, but we can't do it without the Holy Spirit. We can't. And when people throw around those terms that none of us understands about being led by the Spirit, walk by the Spirit, this is what they're talking about. Amos three says... Unless two agree, they can't walk together. And I probably mangled that one as well, but again, I'm off the cuffing it. But unless two agree, how can they walk together, I think it says. How do you agree with somebody you don't speak to? And who doesn't speak to you? Because you're not listening. You bounce, you pray, you get through your little list of what I need, what I want. Lord, fix this, fix that. And then you get up and you walk away, if some of you even do that. Right? We're not listening. And he's always talking. He's always talking. He always wants to be heard. Because he wants to do for us. He's our helper. And we're putting him out of work because we don't speak to him. And we're not asking him for anything. Right? I remember... um, My best friend, she used to say this, and I thank God that she doesn't say it anymore. (laughs) Ha-ha, I think she's watching. Um, She says, uh, cooperation, no, communication is the key to cooperation. And it used to drive me nuts when she said it. But she's right. You can't cooperate with somebody. You can't walk with somebody. You can't be in relationship with someone, and you're not communicating. Because how can I know what you expect of me if I'm not bothering to talk to you, right? That's why marriages fail. It's all about communication. If you're not listening to each other, no longer talking to each other and not doing what the other is asking you to do, you ain't going to be married long. You're just not. It's all about communication. That will make or break any relationship. Amen? And I'm not married, so that's it for my piece on marriage advice. But I've seen enough go really bad to tell you they all go bad the same way. It may be cheating. It may be this. It may be that. It may be a substance abuse problem. It could be any number of things. But it started with communication always. Always. Amen? So who's going to take me up on my challenge? And if you can't do 30, I get it. Start with five. Build up. But you have to seek God daily. His word, and I don't know where it is, says, um, those who seek me will find me. If you want to find him, look. You have to to go after him as if your life depended on it, and it does depend on it. It does, I guarantee you. We've had so many people come in and out of this church, and they're on fire and all of that, and then after how many months we don't see them, right, Elder Izzy? We have lists of those people that we pray for daily because they are caught up. They didn't put in the work necessarily, and maybe we didn't teach them the work, but that's why I'm here today. You want change in your life? You can, getting saved is not enough. It's enough to keep you out of hell, but there's more to life than staying out of hell. A lot more.